0: accomplishment fame they inspire us to achieve the collective soul of those in tna is one of believing here every athlete dreams of being the next hulk hogan the next immortal icon in an age-old industry these great athletes are bound by hope bound by conflict Bound by conquest, years of sacrifice, years of suffering, have brought them here tonight in quest of the dream. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Val, from Sideshow Conversations, bringing to you another episode of Wrestling With My Thoughts. Today's episode is going to be a review on Impact Wrestling's biggest and greatest event of their year, which is for glory. Before we get into that, I want to get into a couple of news items of the week from the pro wrestling world. Biggest one that um everybody's raving about is Chris Jericho. Yes, that is the Chris Jericho from WWE made a challenge to New Japan's own Kenny Omega can anybody tell me how this went about i mean they've been having a twitter war for the last i want to say three months is going back at it calling each other the smaller league the bigger league this and that and it finally came to a to a big surprise a big reveal at one of the new japan shows where uh... the bullet club was celebrating a win And on the Titantron, there's like a very gritty version of the Chris Jericho countdown. You see him come up on the the Titantron with a Kenny Omega poster, rips it up, and it says, hey, I'm not interested in beating your company, but I'm interested in selling the score. Who is the better wrestler? Who is the best in the world? Makes references to CM Punk. Edge and Shawn Michaels says they're not even in the business anymore, but he still is. And after 25 years, he's gonna teach everyone around the world who the GOAT is. So, yeah, it seems like it's official. I don't know how, but January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom, we're gonna get Ho oh Man Kenny Omega versus. Chris Jericho it's gonna be Alpha versus Omega as they're pointing it out so that's that's huge how Vince is letting this go through I don't know I don't know if Chris is still under a contract or maybe he's just um, taking some time off from his contract maybe he hasn't even signed a new contract yet with the WWE maybe it's one of the clauses that New Japan had for giving away so much talent you know by the likes of Shinsuke Nakamura AJ Styles and the club maybe at this point in time they just pulled in their favor said hey you're gonna get this uh this load of talent we're gonna borrow from you one of these days and maybe they call it an audible i don't know i don't have the full scoop on that i'm not dave Meltzler. but still it is pretty big news and in, in my opinion that's gonna be one of the biggest 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 matches of next year announced this year so we have a couple of months away from that Um, More news on the releases from WWE, so yeah, um, releases have been going left and right with certain superstars, Uh, Summer Rae has just been released along with a couple other ones, Um, and more news on the Emma situation, so it seems that when I reported last week that Emma was released along with other superstars as well too. Um, It's just a lot of cost-cutting, but people behind the scenes have said that it's been a long time coming for Emma. Although she's been producing excellent matches of the late and has been the gatekeeper from a lot of wrestlers moving up to the main roster, Emma's backstage history hasn't been the best, along with Vince and Triple H. Seems that whole Emmalina character that Vince was pitching to her wasn't working well with Emma. She couldn't, I guess, cut the promos or just didn't want to. And I guess in the eyes of Vince, even though he could be archaic at times, I believe if you don't go with Vince's idea or fail at a Vince idea, you're failing him altogether. So yeah, maybe it just was Emma catching a lot of heat in the backstage area. Maybe she just wasn't well liked, but many people did say, eh, you know, sure this is all coming about two months ago, but hey um it happened now at least she um she's thriving supposedly she's getting bookings pretty soon as well too so and looking at tonight's advertised content it doesn't seem like uh there's a lack of lack of spots that are that she can go to in the pro wrestling world so i'm pretty sure we'll be seeing emma pretty soon but let's go ahead and roll in into the advertised content yeah. And I did it to myself. I've been trying to support Impact Wrestling, Global Force Wrestling, whatever they want to call themselves these days, for the longest time. I always felt that they had the capability of being something more than what they are, or what they were, or what they could be. I always was rooting for them as the alternate. Kind of like how I root for Bellator with the UFC. Once again, that's the alternate. The thing about Impact is that they never really found a way to to distinguish themselves from the wwe they always played second fiddle always like uh, the b minus to wwe and it's tough because there's so much great content out there you look at roh new japan pro wrestling noah triple a uh things such as lucha underground uh, even in wwe nxt there's so much dragon skate there's so much content out there you know pro wrestling gorilla you know, so much out there that you can actually look at, even in the indies as well, too. Shout out again to um, Championship Wrestling from Arizona. Still love you guys. Um, so when you look at a product like this who has the television time, who has the money to back them up, who has Anthem, who's a big-ass company I saw, I'm hearing, giving them money up the wazoo to produce these type of events, you know, you would think possibly that they would produce something a little bit better. But I think they fall victim to their own mortality. I think they look at themselves as the WWE instead of trying to be something different. And I think that's where a lot of these problems are going to continue if they don't change that. That being said, though, this is supposed to be Impact Wrestling's WrestleMania of the Year. I did it last year, so I feel like uh, like I want to keep on going with the tradition until, I don't know, maybe the door is closed to Impact. Hopefully not, but... Let's go on. Let's um, go on with the show right here. So we're going to start off with the first match. And I won't go too in detail with things. I'll just say, you know, who wins, who loses, if it was a good match or not, all right? So we have first match, the X Division Championship match. By the way, before I get started, I'm going to cut myself off. The announced team is going to be Jeremy Borwash and Josh Matthews. So they weren't that bad tonight, I think. So they were pretty good. They're finding a better groove together. Anyway... X-Division championship match, six-way match, traditional Lucha Leaper style where you have the actual competitors on the side of the ring and they have to tag themselves in to actually get into the match, but one fall to a finish. We have uh, Trevor Lee as the champion defending his title against Sanjay Dutt, Garza Jr., the returning Petey Williams, Matt Sindel, Desmond Xavier. So yeah, we got um, a couple of these guys coming to the ring. Of course, being in Canada for Bound for Glory, Petey Williams is the crowd favorite. It was just great to see him, and they were teasing that that Canadian Destroyer all all throughout the match. Fun match. One of my it was my second favorite match of the night. Um, just spot fest central, but all around good match. Um, it went. It ended basically with Petey Williams hitting the Canadian Destroyer. I believe Desmond. Xavier and Trevor Lee just jazzy and him out the ring and so they robbed the crowd of a, of a pleasing moment with Petey Williams I'm trying to get that championship in Canadian soil but alas good heat for a heel is the best heat we get another I guess an impromptu match um, from pro wrestling Noah I believe his name I'm probably going to botch his name right here uh, Tejai Ishimori i um, taking on Tyson Ducks. Duke's Ducks. I'm going to probably mess that one up as well, too. I know i seen Tyson in the Cruiserweight Classic last year uh, as one of the competitors. What's funny is that, once again, I think uh, Impact Wrestling just loves to ride the coattail of the WWE way too much. And it's detrimental to their, to their company, honestly. Because they're like, oh, yeah, we've seen uh, Tyson in the Cruiserweight Classic on that other network before. You know, doing great things, great things. And now he's an impact. I'm like, well, now you're going to make me feel like I got to go to the WWE Network and look up, you know, Tyson and see how that match was. Anyway, fast match. Teiji, um, teji Tejai, he wins with 450 Splash, calls it a day. Uh, throughout the whole night, we're seeing Lauren Van Ness, who's like a hot mess character, like a, almost like a uh, Courtney Love kind of character, just being a hot mess in the ring size, you know, falling over people, uh, sitting on people, drinking people's beers, so yeah, that was happening. Next, we get the most awkward, I guess, segment of the night. This was uh, Alberto El coming back after he was suspended and let go and stripped of his title due to um, that domestic abuse case he was having with with Paige. Um, supposedly, the allegations were, were false, charges were dropped, and this is his first time being back in Impact Wrestling since the, the charges were lifted. Um, yeah, it, it's weird because he comes back to a decent ovation at the same token, though, it's like he's playing face for a second, It's like, you know, I was, you know, it was alleged nothing really happened. He actually talks about it as well, too, that, you know, you know, I was wronged in this situation, and, you know, certain fans said by me, and that's awesome. But the people who died doubted me, you know, they could all go to hell, and it sucks because his company, he was actually taking a shot at the company as well, too, that the company was suspending me and taking my title away, taking me off the of TV, you know, I have kids to feed, too, and he names his kids all this face character work happening and then he's like but you know not everybody was nice you know when the allegations were dropped i didn't get a text i didn't get a phone call nothing and then for some reason he picks on jeremy borash he's like you know you know uh you didn't call me you didn't you didn't text me and it's like he he goes to very awkwardly, very silently, and just starts like rubbing his shoulder. And then he's like, I'm gonna someone in impact is gonna pay tonight. And he's like grabbing his tie and he's like, But it's not you. And he walks away. I'm like, was that like a subtle heel turn? What are you doing, bruh? It's like this in-betweener you're trying to pull off did not work well, or this heel turn you try to pull off right now did not work as well as uh, as expected, I guess. Uh, Alberto, you know. <sighs> I believe his promo work always works best when he has someone by his side to kind of counter counteract with. You know, when he was um, with Ricardo Rodriguez it was good, when he was with Dutch it was good. By himself, I think he gets lost in his promo, which is a little tough sometimes. So yeah, that happened. Anyways, we go back and uh, we get to the next match. Abyss versus Grado in a Monsters Ball match. I don't know why this match happened. I've never been the biggest Grado fan. I'll tell you this much. Uh, I understand he's like a homage to Dusty and uh, Dusty Rose. But the same to- token, he doesn't have the charisma. He's dusty. He's just a, a weird character that looks like he's just getting by. And he's like more like the Santino Morella, who was also in the arena tonight. That was hilarious. Um, so, yeah, Anthony Corelli, you're you're being mentioned here. Um, anyway, the santino s character Grado was having a rivalry I guess for the last couple months with Abyss Um, I guess it culminates into this Monsters Ball match which is a half-ass Monsters Ball match why Abyss is still wrestling I don't know I think his last uh, his best and last outing was with uh, Decay from last year when he was rivaling with the Hardy Boys and this has been all downhill from there ever since he lost Crazy Steve and Rosemary it's just He's back in that Abyss slot where he's just like a monster lumbering around, and this match went nowhere. It was a bunch of tables and barbed wire and thumbtacks that weren't really put to good use. It was probably around maybe 8 minutes long, and it was just back and forth action from Grado. Hit him with a cheese grater, Abyss hitting him with Chokeslam on, a couple of thumbtacks... Then uh, Lauren Van Ness comes out. I guess Grado and her used to date at one point, And she low blows Grado. And she's laughing at him. And the lights go off for nearly about two minutes. And comes out and you see Rosemary popping up. Which is awesome. Because I love Rosemary. I think she's a great talent. Her character is just phenomenal. You know something missing in the female division. And um, you know she stares down Lauren. And she gives her the whole mist in the eyes. That was awesome. Then Abyss looks at her, and they have this moment together, cause you know they had a history with Decay. And Abyss goes to choke slammer, and you know she calms Abyss down, kind of like Scarlet Witch calming down the Hulk. So that was weird. And then I guess something happened where the Miss Misses Grado, cause she tries to miss Grado at one point, hits Abyss. Grado takes out. No, no, sorry. Um, uh, Abyss, I guess with his eyes all damaged, Cho slams Rosemary onto Thumbtacks. That happens. Then he gives, like, another black hole slam to Grado. Looks very sloppy. Abyss wins. Grado gets no love. Got, gets no push whatsoever in this match. Abyss did not need to push whatsoever in this match. Rosemary did not need to be in this match. Lauren Van Ness, I guess. Whatever. That happened. Horrible. Horrible matches right there. But, alas, I love wrestling. I love pro wrestling, so I'm gonna... Share this with you guys, so because I'm pretty sure you guys did not watch this whatsoever. Anyway, next match we got here: Eddie Edwards, James Storm, and EC3, who is the, I guess, Impact Grand Champion. That's still happening. Um, takes on Team Triple A, and Hiro, then Fantasma, Pagano, and Texano. What's happening here is I guessing there's a war brewing between Triple A and Impact Wrestling, they had a couple of matches in Triple A, which is cool because you've seen Impact branch out to Pro Wrestling Noah, Triple A, a couple of things of that nature, so that's always fun to see some diversity and some other organizations kind of merge together uh, Back and forth match, it was kind of fun to see um, a lot of the things that Dexano was doing as well too with James Storm, since they both um, have the cowboy gimmick there was a bull rope at one point being whipped around it all ended with uh, James Storm hitting the Last Call Super Kick, pit win the match, and everybody has a beard. So that happened. Um, next match we have here was gonna be my 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 favorite match of the night until the end. This was um, OVE, which is Ohio versus Everyone, taken on LAX, the new formed LAX, uh, in a 5150 street fight. You know. Uh, The new version of LOX I love. Ortiz and Santana with Homicide as a side manager in a way and Conan as a side manager in a way has been phenomenal. They've been great in in Impact. I keep on calling it TNX, that's what I remember it as. They're great in Impact Wrestling. They've been on a roll. They've been revitalizing the tag team division there since Decay left. Um, So yeah, it's been fun seeing them on their rise. And uh, I'm guessing... Ohio versus Everyone has been pretty good as well too I've seen only maybe two of their matches But they're pretty decent Sloppy but decent Uh, It was a crazy match Just high spots At one point You know, they fall in the crowd And one of the classic TNA moments Just not showing the crowd anything The crowd was chanting We can't see shit We can't see shit I guess because they weren't putting it up on Titan Trons We had uh, Santana jump off a Titan Tron at one point and go through a, through one of these um, OVE members. I forget their names. Um, we have Ortiz do a pow, powerbomb through a table. A power driver at one point as well too. It's all going crazy. Chair shots, kendo sticks. This is a street fight the Monsters Ball should have been. But I guess they saved it for this. Um, it all boiled down to Homicide not being able to show up. He was knocked out in the back room. Um, somebody's fist was showing. You go into the match... You know, Ortiz and Santana are getting the advantage. And out of nowhere, Dust hits Conan's face. He gets knocked down. And um, it's revealed to be Sammy Callahan. Yay, we get Sammy Callahan. In my opinion, yes, Sammy Callahan is awesome. Uh, He was awesome in Lucha Underground. He was awesome in um, PWG. And he's awesome. He was awesome at NXT for a moment in time as well too, but I think his gravy train has kind of came and gone. Honestly, the star power is not there. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, he um, slams Ortiz to a table. Um, they all jump Santana the ring. They get the win. You know, OVE gets uh, keeps the their Impact Tag Team Championships. And it was just like a beatdown through that. I guess it was just a little racy in my in my opinion. You know, they got the white thugs spinning on the Cuban flag, spinning on the Puerto Rican flag, saying that it's Ohio versus everyone. So it was a little close to home in my opinion. But I can't say that much because if it was the other way around with LAX spinning on the American flag and jumping on them, it goes both ways. I definitely understand that. So that happened, and that's where it felt flat for me the whole Um, on the flag and the whole Sammy Callahan kind of just ruined the match for me. So, it was number 3rd on my list then. Um, next match, actually number 4th, because this was my number 3rd. Gail Kim taking on Ali taking on Saina, who is the Knockouts Champion. And this is Gail Kim's last Bound for Gloria. She promotes um, her last run in Impact as well, too. She's retiring. Um... Just a back and forth match, triple threat match. You know, everybody already knew what was going to happen. This was Gail Kim's, you know, final battle for glory. So, of course, she wins the match with the eat defeat from the top rope, pins the champion, and becomes, I believe, a seven-time knockout champion in her own right. Great for you. Uh, Fun match. I think Allie worked well. I think uh, Saina worked well as well, too. She's a beast as a monster in this match, and Gail Kim looked great as well, too. Fun match. Give it to the ladies. They they put on a good show in the match. It was about a couple of minutes long, but it could have been longer. It could have been more spots, but for what it was worth, it's nice to see the crowd actually get something what they want, which was Gail Kim win that title. So the Canadian fans were loving that. Then out of nowhere, this happened. Jimmy Jacobs, who's like been on every wrestler's radar list these days. First in ROH, Bullet Club, after Game fired from the WWE, he comes out. He's, he announces that Jimmy Jacobs is now working for Impact Wrestling. And he leaves. So I guess we get some Jimmy Jacobs going through. Hey, On to my match of the night. And I hit your boy up J-Rance. Because this goes hand in hand with the Kimura Chronicles. This had me cracking up. I forgot about this match to be honest. This is King Moe. And Bobby Lashley, with American Top Team, taking on Moose and Steppen Bonner. Yes, Steppen Bonner. In a six sides of steel match. Basically a cage match. Just because they're having wars. We have a vignette of Moose just going to ATT and (laughs) getting a sledgehammer or a bat and just breaking all the championships and the glass cases. And the trophies just demolishing the ATT (laughs) gym in Florida. Oh, uh, we're having a whole bunch of back-and-forth nonsense. But uh, we get the whole team going in. We get Colby, um, who we were just talking about as well, too, who just won his last match against Damian Maya. You can hear that in more Chronicles. He was accompanying uh, Bobby Lashley and King Ro- Mo. Honestly, I think Colby Kobe could have Kobe been the person to replace King Mo. because King Mo absolutely did shit in this match. But Stefan Bonner, bro? Stefan Bonner did a jackknife powerbomb. Stefan Bonner was flying around the cage. Stefan Bonner de- deserves to be in a wrestling ring. If anything, I see him having the most success in pro wrestling. I mean, this match is just balls to the wall. Uh, I think King mo has got taken out real quickly. But the stars of the match were just Stefan Bonner taking on Bobby Lastly. You know, Stefan Bonner took bumps. Took major bumps. He took power bombs, power slams, spears. Moose. I mean, this is the best I see Moose. Moose was just flying around the ring, taking down American top team, um, climbing to the top of the cage and doing a crossbody. You know, Kobe took a took like a I believe it's a, a double a double-handed choke slam from the top rope. You know, everybody was just taking bumps, and at the end of the day, um Bobby Lashley. Gave Stefan Bonner a spear. And pinned Stefan Bonner. And Team ATT wins. So best match of the night. Because I get to see Stefan Bonner. Do like. <laughs> a couple of power bobs, A couple of running knees. A couple of spinny heel kicks were hilarious. When he was getting jumped. He was like Bruce Lee up in there. And then the funniest part of the match. Was you get to see Jeremy Borash. And my dude over here. Oh. Call a MMA match almost like a grappling match because you have King Mo doing the takedown, double leg, and then Stephen Ballard pulling guard and pulling out a go-go plot. <laughs> this should have you rolling. I don't the best match of the, ma- of the night. Uh, Dan Lambert was even in the match and he even took a bump. That's even better. I mean, American Top Team's coach taking a bump in Impact Wrestling. You got my money right there. If anything, if if all else failed throughout this whole match. Or night, this was the best part. After that, you get Eli Drake um, taking on Johnny Impact for the Global Impact Championship. Uh, back and forth match. You know, I like Eli Drake. He's a great talent. I love Johnny Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Morrison, um, whatever he wants to call himself these days. I always thought he was underrated anyway. It was a fun match to have. You know, they went back and forth. They even pulled out a reverse um fall away slam went from the top rope which was awesome as well too you know johnny impact he's developed such a style that's unique to his own mixing parkour and his wrestling um wrestling moves it's been the best thing he could ever do he has a style that no one could take away from him, and he's very original anyway alberto petron comes into the ring chair shots everybody chair shots a ref goes crazy crowds all pissed off uh, he pulls Eli Drake on Johnny Impact. One, two, three. Eli retains the championship and ends with Alberto on the ramp kneeling down. That's about it. That's all happened. Uh, do I regret it? Not really. Not really. Um, I'm a supporter of pro wrestling. Good matches and bad matches. Just like you're a supporter of your football or baseball. You're going to have good times and bad times. Was this a bad time? Not 100%. Was it a good time? On some levels. Do I still support the brand? Of course I do because I'm a true wrestling fan. Is it WWE or OH or anything that I really am, am into on a daily basis? No. But the same token though, I love pro wrestling and I'm always going to cover pro wrestling. It's, it's something that's near and dear to my heart and I'm not going to give up on a brand just because they're showing some bad outings. So I see some steps in the right direction but I see three steps backwards. Hopefully they can rectify a couple of things and hopefully we can produce better television in the next couple of months. That being said, that news with Jericho and Omega has been going still. Can't wait for that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hit me back up if you want to hear some more feedback about wrestling. MMA news. For the MMA news, you can go to the Kimura Chronicles hosted by Jay Rantz and myself. Um, We just put up an episode for UFC 217 so go enjoy it. Um, You can hit me up On the Twitter, at UncannyV, ValCisco. You can also hit me up on Instagram, ValCisco. And we have a Facebook page, uh, which um, conducts everything from geek culture to MMA to pro wrestling and all your nerd bait items. Um, That page is called Sideshow Conversations, just like the podcast. Kind of giving that synergy around. So guys, support your local wrestling. Support your wrestling that that's been on TV for a while, that's floundering, support it all, because at the end of the day, it was there for us when we were kids, so we gotta be there for them, right? Anyway, so long, take care.